the Yak Legion Podcast, and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Howdy, y'all. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. And I'm Zach Carell, and I'm here with Brian Bo Smith. And tonight we have Dustin Carnes of Venom Lures. All right, man. I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while. Big fan of your lure company, man. I used your uh, tubes. I've caught a lot of big fish off your tubes. Uh, I've started using a lot of your worms and a lot of your other stuff. I know you guys have a lot of great terminal tackle. So how's it going tonight, Dustin? Going good, man. We, uh, we've been busy. It's been a crazy year. Uh, we took over at Venom back in February and man, it was in the middle of the busy season and kind of jumped into it in the middle of fire, but we, we made it through and got to kind of feel how the whole season goes, you know, all the stores putting in their orders early in the spring and then kind of riding that wave into the summer and then as fall comes around, you know, you kind of regroup, restock, come up with some ideas and, and plans for the next year. So it's been good. That's awesome, man. Now, I know you said you took over in February. Let's kind of start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, kind of what got you into fishing and uh, leading up to what made you buy Venom Lures or kind of go in with Venom Lures? Okay. Um, so a little backstory. I've been a nurse in the operating room for 14 years. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, not not a lot of people expect to hear that from a fishing lure company owner. But uh, one of my best friends is a nurse man, and he's a wound care nurse. And yeah. if you know about wound care, he does some nasty, dirty work, man. And so, he's a good guy, man. Special breed of people with, uh, to take care of things that most of us can't even look at. Yeah, but, uh, the operating room is a different animal. It's 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 but it's a fun job, man. I have I have a great job on the side but uh I've, I've fished for probably the past 20 years and my father-in-law is actually who really got me into tournament fishing and uh being a little bit more competitive you know before that it was just kind of like fun thing on the weekend to go pond fishing but uh yeah I, when i married my wife he uh came along was like hey why don't you go fishing a tournament with me and i'm like all right i'll give it a shot you know catch some catch some bass when there's some money on the line and it kind of gives you a little different perspective and lights a fire under you. So, uh, done that small tournaments, you know, small club fishing for the whole time that I've been doing it. And then, oh, it's been last February, we uh, went on a cruise and was doing some brainstorming because we had had some luck with uh, the Ned rig. You know, it kind of blew up about, Two and a half years ago, the Ned Rig came along and really took the world by storm. And we had had a lot of luck with it. So then went in some tournaments on it, you know. It's kind yeah. of a kind of a weird, simple concept is a jig head with an exposed hook and a two and a three quarter inch little worm, you know, yeah. catching catching tons of fish. But it works. So, yeah, it looks uh, like somebody cut a Senko up, you know, yeah, when it first came out. Half, stick it on a on a 
flat jig head or a mushroom jig head and we were just hammering the fish with it so uh anyway we uh we're on the on the cruise ship and i'd seen this guy kind of bending some hooks and making them rig come out the back of the worm i'm like well that wouldn't that wouldn't hold a fish because the way it had it bent but it gave me a heck of an idea for the dk rig and bringing that hook out the back of the worm and then coming back in and rigging it kind of texas style so just the hard part about it was finding a hook manufacturer so i got my hands on some hooks that were actually 30 years old and uh it was like a misrun of hooks by eagle Claw that never took off and uh a lot of do it mold midwest finesse uh ned rig mold and started filing and sanding it down to get these hooks to fit in there. Started pouring up some prototypes, and um, then I went through the whole whole thing of like building a little paint station with powder paints and the, the, the oven, and kind of built this whole station over the next month after the cruise. I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna make these things, and uh, got some prototypes made up, and went out and started fishing them, and. That spring and summer, my father-in-law were, were throwing, and I were throwing this DK rig on a four-inch Z-Man TRD. Everybody was using the, the 2.75 inch, but these hooks are a little bit bigger. That's a three-aught hook, and uh, you know Z-Man's using like a, a size one. So that's a, a stouter hook there. You probably can't see it. Like there you go, but. Anyway, that's our worm. That's a salty sling there, a four-inch salty sling. Mm. But now with Venom, we got worms at work. Hey, can't be promoting Z-Man stuff. But when I originally designed it, I wasn't with Venom, and I was catching fish on Z-Man's worms. So yeah. I wanted something to pair up with that four-inch model. Everybody is throwing the 2.75-inch, bigger fish on the four-inch, and, and I stand by that. It's true. Like, bigger orange one catches bigger fish and it was mostly up at lake erie that we were having that success whacking them and uh funny thing was fish weren't getting off like this when this hook gets set they don't get off you get them to the boat (laughs) and in fact when you get them to the boat it's still hard to get the fish off Um, oh wow yeah it's sticky um i've caught a few on the dk rig um that same hook that you just showed us. Yeah. I think I used um, some of the uh, the smaller worms you got. I can't remember what ones they were. Oh, we got DK high floaters, which is basically a salt. That's sling. what they are. Yeah, it's a three-inch salty sling. We take the salt out of it so it floats. And, uh, you know, you got yourself a nice stand-up Ned rig. Yeah, they were good, man. Yeah. So, uh, well, I so after we started winning these tournaments on these things, I'm like, I think we're on to something here. We need to start, you know, marketing these things. And so there's all these fishing forums on Facebook that you can sell stuff, bass fishing yard sale, bass bait, flying barker, those types of things. So I started putting them on there for sale since they were working for me and uh, catching some fish. And they, uh, they took off, man. I couldn't, I couldn't make them fast enough. I had them listed for sale. They would sell out. So the next day I'd be down in the basement pouring, sanding, piling, painting, and um, they, they took off, and we did really well on them. 
And that was all kind of in my free time because I was working over at the operating room for eight hours and I come home with four jigs for four more hours. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a long day. It was a long day. So, uh, you know, a couple months went by. I was making good money on them. And they were working well, had good feedback from everybody. And I decided to uh, give a, some bait companies a call and see if they wanted to pick this idea up. It's, it's tough. Um, it's tough when you have an idea that you think is really good and that, you know, would do well. It's, it's tough to kind of market it to companies. They, they're not real receptive, but called, called up Venom, talked to the owner, who is, his name's David Maurice, said, hey, I got something that I, I'd be interested in talking with you about. If you can't, if you don't, not interested in picking up and selling them, can you manufacture them for me so I don't have to spend all my free time down in my basement? You know, and, uh, he was interested in it, had me come over to his house, sit down, show him, show him to him. And uh, he picked them up. He said, yeah, we'll take over manufacturing these and uh, we'll give you a portion of the proceeds. And I was happy. With, I was happy with that. It's kind of a kind of a roller coaster, a real quick ride that ended up in something good. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it, man. Um, so. Then how did you go from making a DK rig to owning Venom Lures, right? Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> Thank you. Take us outside. Thank you. Um, sorry, somebody's at the door letting my dog in. Sorry. Actually, I think you might know this guy. I don't know. Here. Hey, Bert Knuckles. What's up, buddy? Knuckles here. Venom Lures. What's going on, man? You outside slinging bass? <laughs> well, uh, we're taking a hiatus. It's sweet November here. That's the only thing that can pull me away from the fishing hole. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Monster buck here. What kind of witchcraft is this going on here? Uh, this here is a podcast, man. <laughs> podcast. Well, what are you catching when you're casting pods? I don't understand. <laughs> hey, man, it's good information. We got a lot of tournament winners from the kayak trails and... It's a good time, man. We learn a lot of good secrets, man. We'll talk to these winners and figure out their secrets. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up a seat and join you, gentlemen. Nobody will offend nobody by using that term. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, uh, man. Yeah. So, uh, dog in. So from from the time that I had marketed it and and basically gave it to Dave, put it in his court. And he said, "We'll take uh, we'll take the reins and we'll start selling these things for you." Well, the thing about Venom that I've come to realize pretty quick after I made that deal was, you know, he was he was an old timer. Dave was turning seventy there at the beginning of this year, and oh, wow. he wasn't real savvy on marketing. He didn't really know much about social media, and uh, so I went from selling a ton of these things to not selling very many because nobody had heard of them. And yeah. Dave, you gotta you gotta market this stuff. And he's like said, you know, social media is a great avenue to get get the name out there, get the word out about this stuff. He's like, well, why don't you take over social media? I'm like, well, I already have a full time job, but I wanted to push the product and let people know about it. So I'm like, all right, let me let me do some marketing for you on social media. And it was uh it was pretty fun, you know, right at the beginning. Coming up, the social media marketing is all about brainstorming. I mean, you're constantly trying to think of new new ways to showcase a product or catchy catchy hashtags, things like that, descriptions. 
We want to catch people's attention, but you got to have a good product. So the cool thing about Venom, he's got a lot of good product. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people, a lot of people heard that Venom lures are like, they got, they got good tubes. They got good tubes and two tubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I best know you guys for is yeah. uh, I remember seeing in the um, debate shops, um, seeing Venom lures and seeing those tubes and buying them. I mean, since I was a young man, I've been using the lures for a while. Yeah. And the, and the tubes are, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion across the globe, best tubes out there. That's yeah. Hollow salty octopus. Yeah. Hollow salty octopus. You got it. Hollow uh, <laughs> All those salty I can't even say it. But uh, <laughs> the crazy thing is, he's got 2,000 other products. Yeah. Like, most people don't know that. They're like, Venom has two. Well, they, they've got worms, they've got Senkos, they've got hooks, they've got jigs. You got tungsten, too. Yeah, tungsten weights. That was something I that I added this season because when I walked into the shop at Venom, they had a big giant shelf full of lead sinkers. And I'm like, uh, not a lot of lead getting sold these days. You know, everybody's switching over to tungsten. We gotta, we gotta make what people want. So that was, that was a no brainer. Uh, add the tungsten weight. So, but yeah, you name it. We name walleye. What's that? You guys are doing rods too. You're yeah. Rods. So, yeah. We've got a pretty extensive rod lineup through it's, South African company called Walk. Um, we have a partnership in Africa, Venom Lures Africa. It's a, it's a, it's our brand, but it's like a brotherhood brand over there. Uh, yeah, one of the guys that originally started the company with Dave Maurice, his name is George Roby, moved to South Africa shortly after, and they just decided to expand expand the brand over there. So there's a there's a whole operation over there that sells Venom Lures. Wow, man. I keep seeing stuff online like Venom Lures Africa. Like, man, this guy's got business all over the world. (laughs) We're going to go over there and put some shrimp on the barbie, bud. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think you need to go down down under a little farther for that. (laughs) I always get him confused, man. (laughs) They got... It's like Africa, Australia. It's the same thing. It's all deserts and weird animals. You know what I mean? There's a... There's there's twenty pound bass over there, you know. These guys nobody from our state side, we don't know South Africa has bass, you know. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have bass, they have like bigger than Texas bass. They got yeah. giants over there. Um, so anyway, the, the the bass circuit, the tournament fishing circuits over there are taking off just like here in the US and they have their own celebrities like we have Ike and Van Dam. You know, they've got guys over there that are the same way. And it's it's exploding. Bass fishing in South Africa is exploding right now. But anyway, wow. the guy the guy that partnered with Venom from over there has friends with a rod manufacturing business called Walk. Top of the line rod. I'm telling you, you won't find a better rod for the money. And we've got three different tiers. Um, the lower end is our bulletproof. You know, they retail for around ninety bucks. And it, I would compare it to a Mojo Bash St. Croix rod, you know, for 100 bucks. Well, you can save 40 bucks and get a rod that you're going to be like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. Like spending that extra 40 bucks. Um, and then next year up, Iron Feather. It, 
under $200 rod. And then our top of the line, which is going to be like your, you know, ultra elite $400 G Loomis rods are just mm-hmm. called outlaw and it's around 260 bucks. So 260, yeah. yeah, 260 for a high end rod that is light as a feather and backbone. Like they're unbelievable. So wow. you got to come out, you got to check out the rod lineup. They're sensitive too. <laughs> have real sensitive feelings, like some people that we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you think are the biggest changes you've made uh, taking over Venom Lair's company? Well, um, well, when we walked in the door, they were still doing a lot of things on paper. So we've switched over pretty much everything to QuickBooks, computers, um, updating. The inventory, we uh, we came in and kind of filled up a dumpster or two with some stuff that was 30 years old. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. That <laughs> it's time to focus on going forward and, you know, what people want and not holding on to what you had. So we hear a lot from our customers. You know, we have... We have kind of three different kinds of customers, and a lot of people don't realize that a lure manufacturer sells to a distributor. So when you walk into Dick's Sporting Goods or you walk into Field and Stream and you buy a package of Venom Lures, that, yeah. that business didn't buy them from us. They bought them from a distributor. Um, so we sell to a distributor. Then we sell to the tackle stores. You know, you walk into mom and pop's bait shop, and you see some venom lures. Well, they called us, they put in an order, and they bought it from us. Oh, wow. uh, and then the third customer is direct to you guys, direct to the consumer. You know, people can get on our website and, you know, kind of peruse and shop and buy straight from us. So it's three different three different people that we're selling to. And, you know, um, the, the top two, what we're hearing is, We've never had our orders filled in full. I don't know what you guys are doing at Venom, but you're doing something right because we'll put in a spring order and we'll get half of it. And, uh, you know, I kind of took pride in making sure we had the product to sell these guys. They, their livelihood relies on us to be able to stock their shelves. Now, has, your, has the business grown? And, and how much has it grown since you took over? So... The business has grown this year. Um, it's grown pretty good. The online direct-to-consumer, we've more than doubled sales for the year compared to last year. Wow. So, so that's a really good indicator that you're doing the right things, you know. Um, our, our retailer orders, we did better than expected. They grew, and we added a lot of new retailers this year. And I think part of that, two twofold, is word of mouth. You know, fishermen they they start using a product, they believe in it, they go to go into a bait shop and they say, hey, you guys should put this ad. In. And then also, bait shop owners are on the internet. They're looking at Facebook, they're looking at Instagram, and they they call us up and they say, hey, we want to add a couple of you guys' products. So the, the online marketing is working. And wow. like. A, and the good having a good product is person. And I'm sure this crazy guy sitting to your right helps a lot with that. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> 
that's pretty much the biggest change I think he made. He found me. He found me snooping in one of them dumpsters. Yeah, <laughs> like a wild raccoon. And you know, it was like, something. You know, it was like, hey man, uh, I think I want to give you a shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So burnt knuckles is something that kind of gives a little bit, a little bit of laughter, something that people haven't seen that a lot of other bait companies, you know, you can put 50 pictures of a cool bait on your, on your website, your Instagram and, you know, hit the like button. They're like, yeah, that's pretty or yeah, that looks cool. I might catch a fish on that, but it's just uh, a little something different that brings a little life to the party and gives people a little kind of funny chuckle on Fridays and, Sometimes we, uh, the ones that we shoot that we think are complete duds are like Some get the most, ones, most yeah. views and most likes and comments. And we're like, yeah, we didn't think that was one anywhere. But, uh, <laughs> so, and then some of them were like, dude, that was awesome. This is, this is going viral. And we get like, you know, the, the least amount of likes we've ever gotten on a post. So, oh, wow. You never know how people are going to react to it. But it, another thing is you're always going to have haters. No matter what you do in life and, and how hard you try, there's going to be haters out there. Drug it off, you know? Yeah. Just, accept, just accept the fact that there's going to be people that have a negative view on things or see a glass is half empty. And for every one person that has a negative comment on a burnt knuckles video, there's a hundred people that are like, dude, you made my Friday, you know? <laughs> that was, that was I, stupid. I, I, I won't go ahead. No, we appreciate that. Taking over the social media when he did a year ago, <clears throat> started out with 700 followers on Instagram or something like that. So, yeah, a little over a year ago, I took over social media for Venom Lures, and Instagram account, when I when I received that, had 700 followers. And today, we have 38,000 followers. Wow. So, That's impressive. Yeah, and, and a little over a year... We've, uh, and that's all because of, you know, just hitting it from, hitting it from yeah, hitting it from every angle we can, and uh, yeah. you know, really trying to push the product, good quality product, and really, it's from word of mouth from awesome guys like you, and you know, greatly appreciate that. We're gonna keep on trying to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah, man. We're behind you 100%. And before we go on, I'm going to take a little quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back. And here is a word from our sponsors, Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're noted for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at VenomLures.com. Our next one is Strictly Sale. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Phil Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats, and they've been providing high quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907. Or you can check them out at strictlysaleinc.com. We have American Tackle, baby. The inventors of the microwave line guide system. 
great company run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely, definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. All right, everybody, we're back talking to Dustin Carnes and Burt Knuckles. So how'd you come up with that character, man? Who are you in real life? Is that your real name? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm actually his brother-in-law. Uh, oh, okay. Justin Berger is my real name. Um, yeah. And no, I don't have flowing locks of freedom in real life. <laughs> you know, it all came about um, from a friend of my stepdad who uh, they were in a band, uh, you know, for a long, long time. And back when old uh, Rock of Love, Brett Michaels, they were making fun of him and calling him Burt Knuckles one time. I was just <laughs> laughed my, you know, butt off at that and was uh, just popped back in my head for some reason there last uh, Halloween. Uh, this was a, a Halloween costume, so I could take the kids trick or treating, and uh, you know, just kind of felt everything all the ducks fell into a row, and beaten up was born, man. You know, uh, it was. I want to know how how do you come up with the names for these lures? It's a gift. It really is. Uh, I am a gifted individual. Uh, like, honestly, we walk into the shop, and we'll, like, pick something up and be like, oh, dude, we got to call this the Tickle Pickle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, early on, we were a little bit probably too risque with some of it, so there we kind of had to step it back a little bit, but there's a lot of kids, um, a lot of kids that follow us on social media, so you got to be careful, but um, we can still have some fun with the weirdest part is like i've been out and it's my head's not going to fit on this screen much longer the way i keep talking about myself but uh <laughs> you know being out around our hometown here you know or some other places and uh i'll just be walking around like with my family and they're like well come up and be like hey uh, are you uh so you know i don't have to get up on i'm like yeah uh, yeah that's me i'm that guy <laughs> you know Oh, that's awesome! Happened a couple <laughs> weeks ago playing softball with my union. You know what I mean? We were uh, yeah. There. The guy comes over in the middle of one of our games. Uh, you, you that guy from Venom Lures? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I gotta get a selfie with you. I told my buddy. I'm like, <laughs> hurry up, man! <laughs> it's definitely brought some attention to the website. And I noticed that you're uh, just in the past year or so, the the social media influence and the presence online has just grown substantially. I remember Venom Lures is that, you know, that corner of the bait store where you see the Venom Lures stack and, you know, you, you know, they had awesome tubes. But now we're really seeing you guys on Facebook. I see you guys posting on Instagram all the time. You guys are posting funny videos. And I mean, you're just doing a real awesome job, guys. Congratulations, man. Well, we appreciate that, and we appreciate all the fans, um, you know, everybody that likes and shares and promotes the product. That's what it's all about, uh, you know, down to brass taxes, promoting the quality product. Um, you know, we touched base before about social media, and when he took over a year ago, 
just around 700 followers or something. Now we're up almost 38,000 on Instagram. You know, uh, we got people sharing our stuff out in California, down in Texas, you know, catching fish. Yeah, but social media works too because we got companies out in California calling and saying, hey, we'd like to carry venom lures in our shop. You know, we want to sell some venom lures out here on the coast. We had a comp- we had a, bat- uh, a tackle shop out there, Saltwater, order our six-inch giant nightmare crawls in our red bug collar because they have some type of, some type of a crab out there that a certain fish goes crazy over and it looked just like it. So these guys called us and ordered like a hundred packages of these things. And uh, then they called about a month later to order another hundred packages. So it must have worked. I think that was really cool. No, that's really that's really cool. Now how many how many guys do you have on like your pro staff? So the pro staff is is growing. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that are trying to market a pro staff instead of a product. And we don't want to be that way. Um, but we do want to give people the opportunity like, hey, if you're serious and you want to join up with Venom Lures, um, we're, we're going to take a gamble on you and we're going to give you a good discount. And but you have to go out there and kind of represent the company, you know. You got to take some pictures of some fish, um, post them on social media and say, hey, look, this is what Venom Lures does. And uh, that number has grown. I mean, we're probably up to, I'd say, creeping up upwards of 100 people on our pro staff right now. Oh, that's awesome, man. I know I caught a big monster bass out of my farm pond this year. It was, I think it was 22 inches. I mean, I didn't have a scale, but it had to be five or six pounds. I sent you the picture, and I think I was uh, on the uh, the social media website there for a while. And, man, I I got that on the tube. It was a three-inch tube, too, the smaller ones. Uh And um, I just threw it right there in an algae mat. There was algae mats on the edge of the pond. Yeah. And that big old bass, man, he was sitting right there on under that algae. It was a sunny day, and he was sitting under that shade. And uh, I, I cast it out, out, cast it out there, man, and yank, 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 and boom, he was on, man. And uh, I fell in love with the jigs ever since. I mean, I've always used the jigs before, but uh, that's one of my biggest bass I've ever caught, and I caught it on a venom tube. Appreciate that, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of misconceptions regarding a tube is everybody thinks it's a smallmouth bait, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody yeah. thinks. You're going up to St. Clair or Lake Erie, and you need venom tubes, and you're going to go smallie fishing. Yeah, they're great. They'll whack them up there. But I'll take a five-inch tube down here, and like you said, a farm pond or even a local lake, and we go flipping lily pads and dragging them across the top of the lily pads and let them flip down in between. Those big bass are hiding up under those things. If you can't get them to bite on a frog, put the frog away, get a tube out, put a half-ounce sinker on it, and drop that tube in between the pads. They're under there. Wham! And I've caught five pounders on it, and I've caught, you know, six ounces on it that the tube was the same size as the fish. So you don't have to be afraid of throwing a big tube either, is what I'm saying. Our cousin uh, last year, well, not last year, earlier this year in March, uh, we have some family property down in West Virginia, um, right on the Canal River. Uh, my cousin, our cousin, uh, was using a super do one of our tubes and caught a 36 inch musky. Wow! So they're they're a multi species bait yeah. for sure, and uh, but they notoriously catch bigger fish. 
you know, everybody wants a bait that catches bigger fish. Well, there's some out there that just, you know, you, you, the net rig catches a lot of fish. So you mm -hmm. catch a lot of smaller fish on it. You know, occasionally, you're going to catch a big fish on a net rig. You are. Oh, yeah. Um, but a tube will outfish size-wise that net rig, hands down, yeah. you know. Size size maybe, but man, numbers that Ned rig you can't beat it. <laughs> you can't beat it. If you want to go catch a yeah. fish, throw the Ned rig. <laughs> yeah. My, my best of this year was on your guys's DK rig. Really? I had my highest plate, and I fished all day, couldn't get anything to hit. I start throwing that DK rig, and I was lighting them up. Yeah, man. Good, good to 18, 18 and three quarters, some 16 and a half, some 17s. Yeah, I was catching all smallies. Yeah, you're tending to a bigger worm. You're gonna catch bigger, a little bit bigger bait, you know, bigger bait, yeah. bigger bass. And and like I said, that DK rig, it they don't get off, you know, they don't spit that hook. So we we're pretty proud of it. And the reason we pushed it so hard was because it worked so well for us, you know. If it was a half half-ass bait we wouldn't have been pushing it that hard but when we had as much faith in it as what we did because we were winning with it you know seeing the results it's like we gotta let the world know about this so uh right. it's coming along we made some changes to it right now um those old those hooks that they originally were made with those were some old eagle claw hooks so we had to find a new manufacturer eagle claw we called them up they wouldn't they wouldn't make them again you know they destroyed that mold from 30 years ago, and they said, "Now nah, we're not doing it again." So Mustad uh, said, "We'll do it," and we've got 100,000 Mustad hooks coming right now, Ultra Point, Black Nickel, and so this spring you should start seeing some uh, Mustad hooks in those DK rigs made in the USA. Oh yeah, so, baby. Lancaster, so what Ohio. Did these packs What's that? That were I said, what hooks would be in these packs that were ordered probably uh, two months ago? So that's the Eagle Claw hook that you're holding on to right there. Okay. Yeah, that's an Eagle Claw hook, and we whacked them on it. It's a perfectly good hook. It's bronze, which isn't everybody's favorite because they tend to rust a little easier after you get them wet and kind of throw them down in the tackle box. Um, black nickel is kind of definitely where everybody's going in the fishing world. It's a little higher quality coating on the hook that keeps them from rusting um and yeah so the new ones are going to be the exact same style but they're going to be black nickel and made by mustad wow what's the biggest bass you've seen or heard caught on a dk rig oh man that's tough <laughs> i have so many pictures um i would say any double digit bass come to mind? No, I haven't. I haven't heard of it. So I've had a bunch of double digit bass sent into me because of Venom. Since I've taken over Venom Lure social media, I got a lot of guys down in Texas and Florida sending double digit bass. But there, one that I can remember in my head was an 11 pounder. That guy on Instagram, he's known as Bass and Lance. He caught it on our giant salty sling. So wow. we, have, we have a salty sling that's called the beast. And, you know, I can't describe it. You'd have to hold it. This thing's like holding onto a foot long pond. Like that's, <laughs> that's the size of that salty sling. 
Um, I wouldn't even know how to fish that. Well, honestly, I think he, he's throwing a wacky rig. Um, but you got to have a bigger hook for your wacky rig, you know. Right. We've got solutions for that, too. Um, got these little butt kicker bash jigs. We just don't put a skirt on it. And it's the perfect size for a wacky weedless rig with that giant thick bait. So, to my knowledge, I know that we've had some seven pounders sent in on a DK rig. Which well, is that's, bigger, that's bigger than I've caught on it. But uh, anyway. What's your biggest bass, you personally? Biggest bass I've personally caught on it, it'd be five. 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 No, um, I caught a five-pounder on it early this spring. This uh, this year, I didn't catch a five on it. Last year, I caught a five on it. This year, I caught a four on it and one big bass in a smaller club tournament. Um, and it was funny because I work with guys that are old school, and they don't believe in the Ned rig like us younger generations do. They they they're jig guys and a fluke and a, and a tube and so they're like you want to catch big fish put your ned rig away and so i went and fished this tournament and i ended up winning it it was my father-in-law and me and we we beat everybody by like it was a pretty big three pound difference you know and and yeah. i caught and i caught the big bass which was like a four on the dk rig and uh so I got to go back to the shop and show pictures to my to my old coworker who was like, <laughs> yeah, I told you, you know, DK rig, Ned rig works, man. And plus a lot of it's confidence too, you know. If you mm. go out there and you're throwing uh, a spinner bait because somebody tells you it catches bigger fish, which this year spinner bait caught my personal best two two times in one day. Um, this spring I caught six and a half and a seven. Nice. Uh, on a double turtle back venom lord spinner bait in a tiny little quarter ounce model but uh so it made me a believer and uh that was the guy i was telling you about who was telling me you know what baits catch big bass and how the ned rig doesn't but uh yeah them old timers man they just stick with what they know and yeah. jigs have caught a lot of bass spinner baits they've caught a lot of bass over the years and they still do they still do um you can cover a yeah, lot that's what you you can burn a lot of water, you know what I mean, as as opposed to really finesse. Right. And those lures have been around for so much longer than the Ned Rig style of lure. I mean, it's it's fairly new. Ned Rig's what it blew up the last two years. And the last two, two years. three. Yeah. It was about about two and a half years ago was when it blew up, and it probably came out about three years ago. And right, man, man, they they came out with something that worked, you know. And prior to that, that was how I could catch fish in cold water. You know, we would go pond fishing when, you know, winter's almost over and the ice has just come off and you got the bug, you want to go fishing. February. You know, February, you're out there freezing your butt off. You you would downsize to a little tiny, like, half cinco and you'd catch fish, you know. But anything else, you couldn't catch them. So props to Z-Man for picking up on it and coming out with some Ed Rig because they did excellent job now we've just fine-tuned it made it a lot better <laughs> we made it more fishable um now now you can throw it into a bush you know mm. you threw your ned rig into a bush you're not getting back they're muddy well, in the creeks and rivers man they're the small mouth 
I've never seen anything like it. You know, we got a lot of, I think they rep, uh, like one of my go-to colors is uh, black with blue flake, you know, on the two and three quarter inch or three inch. I think that that re resembles a helper mic. I think that that yeah. resembles a helper mic real well, you yeah. know, and that's uh, a deadly bait. Wow, what do you what colors do you like, Dustin? Um, so I'm a big <laughs> fan of Green Pumpkin. Oh yeah, Green Pumpkin, man. Dude, green Pumpkin's caught a lot of fish. <laughs> no matter what it is, Green Pumpkin to catch fish. It will, and you know you can throw some other little spicy flakes in there. You know we've got probably eight different styles of Green Pumpkin at Venom Lures. We've got yeah. Green Pumpkin Copper. We've got Green Pumpkin Blue Mist. Green Pumpkin Candy um you know green pumpkin red flake so you can spice it up a little bit whichever way you want but green pumpkin has produced and it will always produce so yeah that's my go-to with just about any bait wow the, before i started fishing with the venom the the color ned rig i would use was a green pumpkin on top and then it had uh like a blue bottom with purple flakes in between like throughout it killed them every time i think guggen makes one that's like that now. okay check into it green pumpkin sounds like a jitter like a june bug almost or something uh, so green pumpkin on top with a blue bottom purple flakes it's, it's like a purple it's purple on the or blue on the bottom yeah like a darker blue on the bottom and then it has purple flakes in it okay i probably it's, have them around here somewhere green pumpkin top with a blue belly is most worldwide known as Okeechobee crawl. <laughs> and mm. it's because down in Florida, the crawls down there have green pumpkin tops and their bellies are this really crazy blue color. And uh, so, you know, they started making baits like that and they took off and now people are making them everywhere. Um, that's something that we can definitely expand our lineup to include that. It's a good color option. And yeah. and that's why this this black one with the blue flakes it it seemed like it was the closest color option I had to yeah. to what was working for me. Yeah, there's something about that blue. Um, we've got a lot of baits that we put um, what we call flipping blue, but it's a a real vibrant blue, and uh, it works. You know, flipping blue works. And this year we heard from a lot of people that fish Allen Creek. You know, um, we weren't having a good. We weren't having a good tournament. We couldn't catch anything. Tied on a venom something blue. You know, we've got our crawls. We sell on flipping blue. Our creature baits, and uh, most people don't think of like a royal blue bait or this bright, vibrant blue bait as a fish catcher. But when they want it, they want it. And Alum Creek, I was a caller this year. Yeah, yeah, black and blue, they they really work well in muddy waters, and Ohio has a lot of muddy lakes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I quit throwing, like, fluoro, mono. I just stick with braid because our, our water is murky enough, fish can't see the line, you know? Mm. So, and that's another thing, too. If people haven't tried it yet, they need to get their hands on some of that braid from Venom. We've got some of the best braid in the game now. Pretty proud of it. It's a slick braid. It's a uh, poly coated, so when you cast, it doesn't go. When you reel, it doesn't go through your rod. Huh. Yeah, it is slick. 
and it will cast 20 yards further than any uh, braid on the market because it's wow. slick. Um, definitely some cool stuff. You guys got to try it out. And priced right. It's cheaper than PowerPoint. It's made out of the sheds of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the same color? Is it the same color? Same color. Flowing locks of golden freedom. Yeah, we've got it in flowing locks of freedom and uh, green, brown, <laughs> and white. Uh, I think that's it. High vis yellow. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. So I know how you were telling your story earlier about how you were a guy and you had an idea. And, uh, you know, you went to a few places. You eventually found, you know, the guy at Venom Lures and ended up making a deal with them. So what would be a piece of advice that you would give somebody that was in your position last February? Say, like, someone that has a new idea yeah. for the fishing industry. How could they make that a dream like you did? Well, well send all your information to us first. <laughs> all the specs, all that, and we'll see if it's worth it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. it. Don't okay. Don't don't do what he said and start mailing out samples of your lures to companies because you just gave them a free idea, right? Yeah. And Dave Maurice was actually kind when I showed him what I had. He said, "Piece of advice: If you don't decide to go with me at Venom, have whoever you're showing this to sign a." Um, like it's a privacy agreement so that they, they can't steal the idea. So, and those are readily available online, but you can, you can print this up. It's a simple form saying, Hey, I'm giving you zero rights to this information, but I am showing you something that you have to keep private. Um, in the hopes that we're going to do a deal. That'd be a piece of, uh, advice would be go in prepared, um, so that you're protected. And then, also fish it first take pictures have results you know there's a guy there's guys out there that hit venom lures we get hit up every other day a couple times a week with bait and lure ideas the guy will glue a worm together three different ways and be like you guys need to make these and put my name on it you know <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but my advice would be you know what Build a good product, take it out and fish it, get pictures of fish, show the results, develop some faith in it, and then and then come home. So as far as results, like these things were easy to sell themselves, man. My six-year-old son is able, you know what I mean? He catches fish on it. He outfishes most grown men that I know with this product. It's it's so easy a kid can and that's what makes it nice. You can market it. Oh yeah, and if you guys haven't yet, we just we just kind of debuted the new smaller version, the that mini DK rig. Uh, I you see there. Yeah, yeah. So what's different about that compared to the traditional one is we designed it because there are so many people out there. So there's there's the size difference on the traditional versus the new one. Oh wow. There, there's a lot of people out there that are that are hooked on that 2.75 inch seaman worm, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it catches fish. I'm not gonna lie, it, it catches the crap out of fish. Well, we made a hook that now now you're not gonna break off, you know. Mm, and right. you can you can pitch it anywhere, under stumps, you know, around the pads, 
you can flip it in, a, in the brush pile and you're going to get it back without snapping at all. Um, hook sets, not a problem. A lot of people think, well, you know, with it rigged Texas style like that, you're going to miss half the bite. No way, man. Them, them hooks are sharper than a Chinese kid math class. We, we caught 20 <laughs> piece up at Lake Erie. Then about a month ago, we went up there, try them out. And uh, East and West Harbor, we tried West Harbor one day, East Harbor the other day. And that's all we were throwing is the new little one, just just to put it through the test. And uh, we, we found rock walls, and we were just slamming. <laughs> oh, wow. That's some good information because our trail fishes East Harbor every year. And uh, I fished East Harbor, so that's some good information for everybody listening. <laughs> mini DK, mini DK rig paired with the Venom Lures, Mad Tom, it was green it was pumpkin with the green pumpkin color or black with red flake was. So I caught a couple of my swims on there. I got that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's all set up. Uh, oh, that's what, man. I also, I also got the blue one you were talking about. There you go. Blue. Adam with the silver silver flakes. Yeah, that's that's a sexy shag collar there, and that is a great color. So, yeah, I do really good with those rattle sexy shad rattle traps. In that collar, the sexy shad, they man, they they light up the bass. So here's another question. I know uh, we're kind of running out, running uh, running low on time, but um. Here's a question I ask all my guests. What's a crazy story from a fishing trip? And it could be something tragic. It could be something hilarious. It could be something embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Burn Knuckles, myself, my father-in-law, we're going on to we're going to go on a little fishing trip. And uh, it was here at local lake, Rush Creek. We met up in the morning, and we decided to stop at the gas station on the way. So we go in the gas station and everybody grabs some, some drink to take with us and a breakfast, whatever. So I grabbed a breakfast sandwich. Well, they didn't have any hot ones, so I had to grab one out of the cooler and microwave that nuke it there. So we're all in the truck. We eat it. We get to the lake, put the boat in. We start fishing and my guts go. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> that's not good, you know? And, uh, now, m- mind you, he's fishing in the middle of the boat. The middle. Like, yeah, I'm on the back. He's on the back. Lonnie, my father-in-law, is on the front. I'm in the middle. And uh, so 10 or 15 minutes goes by. We're fishing. And I feel a giant fart coming on. So <laughs> I kind of just lift my leg and let it go. Well, turns out it wasn't what I thought it was. And it was, it was some bad gas station food. <laughs> so I'm fishing. And I turn around to say something, and as I turn around, he's in the middle of the boat, pants down around his clear spotted down with a wet rag and the look of deer in the headlights. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I sharted. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably the wildest wildest story we got. That's funny. Time. That ain't the first poop story on Yak Legion, man. All right, good. Don't trust gas station food ever yeah. on the way to the lake. Don't trust the part. Yeah, don't trust the part after gas. I actually carry toilet paper in my kayak for those oh, cases. Right. <laughs> I do. You and Burt Knuckles get along real good. 
Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my uh, shirts are missing the belly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes well, I come up with one less sock. You know. Yeah, I've lost a lot of socks and lost a lot of boxers before I smarted up and started carrying the toilet paper. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, I, I've never lost a sock or a shirt, but I went home with poison ivy from nut to butt. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that was a camping trip down in Cincinnati with you. We are what, Rocky Fork or Paint Creek? Yeah, it's Paint Creek. I spent, I spent an hour trying to find a place just to get out of the kayak. Because you know, I had rock walls on all sides, so by the time I got, I, I didn't care what I was using or where I was going. I did for a while afterwards. Two good lakes you mentioned there. Yeah, though. very good fishers. Yeah, there. we like both of those lakes. Rocky Fork holds some monsters. Oh, definitely. That's just right down the road from my house, man. I fish those quite often. Yeah, the club that I fish, we, we bounce back and forth between Tank Creek, Rocky Fork, and Deer Creek. And we fish all three, all three of them all year. <laughs> oh, nice. I probably see you out there. Which gets brings me to my next question: Do you guys kayak fish any? So, not as much as we want. He he ended up buying a nice kayak this year. That's on my to-do list for this coming year. So I got to get hooked up with Dustin Hoy at Raccoon Creek and uh, get myself a nice yak. He was nice enough to loan, loan me his. But I have two. I actually have two. I have a basic ten-footer. Dental top fisherman style. I'm not a small guy. <laughs> well, neither am I. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I like I like donuts and you know it shows. Um, but it was very unstable, so I ended up going up to a 12 footer. Got a really good deal. Got a nice 12 foot fisherman special, 500 pound limit, man, and that's everything that I need. You know, it's stable. Mm -hmm. I can stand up and fish it if I need to. With that. What, what is it? Uh, I, I want to say. Uh, what's Walmart especially? Well, yes, the Walmart brand. What's that? Uh, Ozark Trail. Ozark Trail? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah they, make some, they make some decent kayaks that are affordable. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg for them. And... Yeah, but you can tell, like, it's not up there with the upper echelon ones, but. Yeah. I mean, he fixed it with a ratchet strap. So. I was going to say, did the seat pop out when it gets yeah. warm? Or... Yep. Exactly. It gets hot. When I was out in the middle of the day, that plastic seemed to get a little bit flexible when I sat there. Yeah. Took a ratchet strap around it, tightened it up, and now the seat doesn't pop down there. Do it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you can warp them with a ratchet strap on a hot day. Even some of the higher-end kayaks, you'll, you'll warp them doing that. Really? Yeah. I try, I, yeah. I try not to, like... I just get it to right where, you know, right where it's snug. Yeah. And then it doesn't, it's not like extra tight, you know what I mean? But I, I definitely, uh, what kind of kayaks do you guys fish out of? I'm in a Hobie PA 12. Uh, and being a big guy, you would love that burnt. Um, it's got plenty of room. Um, it's got pedal drive, so you don't have to paddle. You could just pedal around. Oh, and, man. Uh, man, I'm a big guy, man. You can probably tell in the video. And uh, I, it, I'm perfectly comfortable on it. Uh, I'm stable. I don't feel like I'm going to fall into water. Um, I love it to death, man. Awesome. Yeah. I've got, I've got a 13 foot Old Town Predator PDL, and then uh, I just ordered a Bonafide SS 127. 
yeah, the Black Widow Spider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the black. I saw them on Dustin's post. They do look sweet. Yeah, well, that's who I, that's who I got it from. We were down there for a tournament, and um, he he had a flyer for them. They were getting ready to come out, and I was like, I, de- I definitely want that one. So. Yeah. This Bonafide's well, pretty sweet, man. I, I do like them. They're pretty cool. It'll be a little easier to swallow than the seventy thousand dollar bass right. so that'll be <laughs> that'll have to happen this year. Right. I'm pretty happy with mine. I'll probably fish out of mine for a year, so yeah. Maybe I started out in like a nine foot wreck kayak with ultralight rod and reels, and then I upgraded to a Pelican uh Pelican Catch one twenty. I think I bought it on Facebook for five hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm. And you, you just slowly upgraded. For the longest time, didn't even use kayak, just swim trunks, old pair of shoes. <laughs> we, did, we did a lot of creek weed. We did a lot of wading. That's a lot of fun, too, man. I've done a lot of that over the years. Yeah. We're right here on the hopping. We got five bridge accesses within six, seven miles of our house. You know what I mean? That put us in some phenomenal spots. That's awesome, man. So before we wrap this up tonight, I got one final question for you. What do you think is next for Venom Lures? What's something big, maybe that we can that you're working on for the next couple of years? Like, what's the next step with your company? Man, we we get hit with so many lefts and rights. Um, Getting stable, staying stable first, maybe. Uh, I think I want to have. I want to have a good swim bait. Um, you know, we came up with this donkey snatcher this year, and it's a hand pour, but it's very labor intensive. So we want to get an injection molded swim bait to compete with Tide Tech. I think that's that's on the horizon. So nice, yeah. nice. And how can people find Venom Letters online? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's not good, you know. And uh, now, m- mind you, he's fishing. What do you think is next for Venom Lures? What's something big, maybe that we can that you're working on? Wayne, that last episode with Wayne, he spilled the beans of what he won most of his tournaments on last year. So definitely check out the podcast, guys. Right, Thanks for listening. Fun. Peace out.